This is life. Listening and inspiring friends in entertainment. I love to learn from everybody else's mistakes. Focusing life's principles with your goals. And I'm such an open book, I share mine. And taking empowerment global with empowerment speaker Stone Stafford and Johnny Vaughn. Hey, 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 what is up, friends, family, and friends? It's your boy, Stone Stafford. And as always... Wait a minute, what was this, Stone? You sound a little lethargic today. What's going on with that? <clears throat> Hey, what's up, friends, family, and fans? It's your boy, Stone Stafford. How's that one? That there you go. You? I dig that. Yeah. Or we do this. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, Stone Stafford. I can't do a saxophone. I can't. You cannot. It. So they know three times now who I am. Who, who this is. And to my right is. I'm Johnny Vaughn. What's going on, bro? What's going on, people, man? So before we even get into our topic, I just have to vent about this because it's a little bit of therapy. If you don't mind, okay. I have my annual physical today. Ooh, yeah. So, I wait a minute. Are you over forty? I switched doctors. Are you fifty? Because this could mean something special. <laughs> I switched doctors, <laughs> and, and so Tasha and I we have, now have the same doctor. And the reason why, because this doctor she pays attention to her patients, and she caught something with Tosh one time that quite literally. Saved her from being paralyzed, like literally paralyzed when we were going to Mexico. So she's very attentive. You're not just like a patient on her, on her, what do you call it, conveyor belt, if you will. So I switched to her. You know, I like her and met her today. And we talked about her so much, I actually felt like I already met her. Okay. Um, so when she came in, she was like, oh, it's nice to finally meet you. And I was like, holy crap, that's right, we never met. Never met before. So, yeah, so I give her a big hug. And we're talking. So, you know, here for my physical. She's asking me questions, this and that. So as we do the physical, she goes, when was your last PSA? I said, my last PSA, for those of you out there as men, that's your prostate exam. Now, mm. my dad passed away from prostate cancer, mm. so I know to make sure to stay up on that. Not a pleasurable experience for me. So I was like, oh, I just had one last year. I have to schedule another one for this year. I will do that. So she said, okay, well, and she looked at my records and saw that it was done two years ago. So long story short, turns out I have to take the exam. Like today. So I was like, here today? She goes, yes, why not? I said, well. And granted, this is a good five minutes going by. And she goes, why are you sweating? (laughs) I said, I said, because one, I hate this procedure. Two, I wasn't planning on doing this today. And three, you're a girl. (laughs) You know, and I didn't want to say it. And so anyway, so we get past all that. And so I was like, can I just reschedule with a male? She goes, you can't. So, but it turned out I was gonna have to pay for that. Yeah. So I said, like, but if I do it today, I don't have to pay. She said, nope. I said, oh my god, well fine, just do it today. And then to add insult to injury, because she's female and I'm male, there had to be a chaperone in the room. Mm. So there's three females tosses <laughs> in there, three females in the room, and me. Oh. I was like, I haven't done this since Miami, 1992. <laughs> <laughs> you got a hey, we're going to keep on moving on. So, oh my gosh. So well, I'm, oh, okay. I'm First hurt. of all, I needed some brotherly love, man. For, I needed I, some dap. I needed some. I'm here for you, bro. First of all, did it was everything okay? Everything is cool. I have to do a follow up just to make sure, make sure. But okay. overall. Everything is and cool. And second, is she going to take you to dinner afterwards now? Because usually you go to dinner first. I need first. dinner first. <laughs> I just, oh, my gosh. It was just, it was the worst, and it took forever. Like, you know, when the moment came, I was like, Moon River. Y'all, <laughs> 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 yeah, TMI, but you look, that's oh, what we call man. it, friends. Yeah. Family and, and fans. Friends, exactly. So we don't hold nothing back, but look, take care of your health. 
Make sure you get your physicals, men, and just go on and stick with the male doctor if you can. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, but it was it was just, uh, so uncomfortable. Oh, anyway, man. I just had to share that. Well, I mean, I'm I'm, 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 I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad empathy. that things are on the road to being okay. That's all. I they mean. are, man. They are. So, I have some exciting things happening. I won't get into the detail detail yet, mm-hmm. but um, hooked up with my man Daryl Simmons, who's a great songwriter. Word. He's with L.A. Reed and Babyface. Okay. He has something really special coming up that I'm absolutely going to let you guys know about. Um, big up to Renee McNeil. You guys remember her as part of our story mm-hmm. in that episode. She's uh, she looked out for me and hooked me up with this opportunity. So it's awesome. Um, but when I went to Daryl's house and we were talking, one of the things we talked about was publishing. Okay. And people don't, for those who don't know, I'm a music publisher. I have been one since 2000. Um, my first Jeez. job was actually with Sony ATV here in Atlanta. So I co-ran uh, their office with a guy named Mac McKissack. Uh-huh. He had a joint venture with them. And I mean, at the end of the day, one thing that people hear me say all the time is that publishing is where the money is in music. Yeah. Right. Publishing is where the money is. Period. Period. Yeah. It's ownership. Exactly. It's ownership. And that's where we have to get to at the point where even just as a people where black people are concerned. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, we're obviously not just for black people, but just ownership. You know, have to have an ownership mentality. And so many people get into this business and they want to they so everyone wants to be on the mic. <laughs> Everybody wants to be on stage. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be the front person in front of the screen. But that that's the person that <laughs> That's the last to get paid. That's the last person to get paid. And that's money. what I can't do to get people to understand. I had a meeting with this brilliant young lady the other day. Shout out to Marquina Novembre. Uh, but she, you know, she she has a very great, a really good voice. And so she wants to be an artist. I said, so, so what is the artist thing for? She goes, well, it's a platform for all these other things I want to do. And I was like, well, where's all that money going to come from? And so she started naming things like streaming, this and that. And mm-hmm. I said, like, yeah, that's not really going to be it. I said, one, I suggest you write as many of your songs as you can. Yeah. Now I'm going to pause there. Okay. Because when I say that to songwriters or singer-songwriters, you have some where they're like, I have to write all my songs. Now, I'm totally off script at this point. As a matter of fact, this whole thing is going to be off script. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm going to jump around. I'm nervous now. Well, no. No, 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 no. I have to be nervous. But I want to say something to those of you who are artists and you're, you're writing your material, you're creating your album, project, or whatever it is. There is this thing where somehow or way you're not a legitimate artist if you're not writing your own material. Oh, the whole ghostwriting thing. Yeah. So, I mean, as a rapper, yeah, I yeah. get it. In, in hip-hop, absolutely there is a thing with that. Right. But as an artist who sings, it's not, it's not that deep. It's not that you're not a legitimate artist if you don't write your own songs. Mm. Now, is it helpful? Sure, of right? Of course. Because no one can write about things that relate to you better than you right. and stuff. But don't think it makes you any less of an artist if you're not writing your own songs. At the end of the day, the song and the material has to be right. Yeah. Period. The, I don't care who wrote it. Yeah. One, an important thing, too, is that sometimes a songwriter may have an experience that they can... T- take Confessions, one of my favorite records mm-hmm. of the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Usher was a part of most of those records, but those songs being written were about somebody else's life, right. somebody else's experience. JD wrote a lot of that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. B. Cox. B. Cox wrote exactly Jonte right. too. And and Usher was just the the conduit exactly. for the storytelling. That didn't obviously does not delegitimize <laughs> right. Usher. Right. Exactly. <laughs> In exactly. any way, shape, or form. Uh, one of my favorite all time groups, Drew Hill. If you haven't seen one of the latest unsung, Drew Hill is on that. Mm. And Cisco was talking about, yo, I didn't want to sing in my bed. I didn't want to have any parts of that. Like, I, how, would, how does that look, me as a man, talking about some <laughs> other dude in the bed with my wife? He right. didn't write that record. And in my bed to this day is one of Drew Hill's 
most recognizable and biggest hits. Same thing with yeah, yeah. Usher. Usher, Usher yeah. didn't want to do exactly. that record. L.A. Reid, quote unquote, made him do that record. Yeah, you know and I mean? we're still doing a, you know, at the end because of Luda and, and Lil John. Take that, yeah. rewind it back. <laughs> Usher man and I make the booty exactly. go. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> he's, he's trying not to get me to say cootie. Cootie. Moody. Don't don't feel like if you if you're not pinning it yourself, that does not take away. Yeah, not at all. From your not artistry. I would rather you say I want to write my own stuff for the sake of ownership. Yeah. Of owning my copyrights. That that's legitimate. But even where that's concerned. Where the creative process is concerned, at the end of the day, the song wins. Yes. So if you, what the songs that you're writing yourself for yourself, if they're like eight out of ten, and then the song that Johnny produced for you or someone else wrote, it's a ten out of ten. Go with the one that's a ten out of ten. Exactly. All right, because it'll open up the doors for you to be able to do what you want to do. So right. just wanted to clear that up. Okay. Now that was a pretty good off script because sometimes when you call off script, it goes the wheels fall off. Exactly. Right? Okay. You usually have to repent and have <laughs> confessions. So. Publishing. So since we brought up publishing, that yeah. is the topic of this week's episode. Mm-hmm. We're just going to kind of cover a few things real quick. I do this a lot. I just did one uh, with my interns. And if you guys follow me on posts, I usually post about this stuff. But mm-hmm. it still uh, ceases to amaze me how many people still don't understand it. You know, <laughs> if I get one more person, I just put a post up. If I get one more person telling me they're doing a publishing deal with ASCAP. I'm so, a, I'm a let, so let's start there. Because me and you have had a conversation <laughs> about this before. And I in our conversation even slipped and said it because people have started to colloquially say it. Mm-hmm. There is a difference between a publishing company and PROs. By PROs, Absolutely. performing rights organizations. So right. that's your ASCAP, your BMIs. Those are the companies that are out there collecting monies for when it gets performed. Exactly. This is where your money starts to, this is that passive income thing. So this is when your money that gets mailbox played. mailbox money. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When it gets played on the radio, if it's getting played in a bar, mm-hmm. if some company uses it for some vignette and some promotional video, that's what that is. The publishing company that's handling the administrative yep. aspect of it is a completely different entity. Now, So making sure that that's clear. Let me ask you this. Then. Yeah. Why can we not earn royalties off of our podcasts? We can't. We can't. As of right now, that's yeah. not a thing. It's, it's not a. But it's going to be a thing soon because how how big podcasts. No, because you literally just but open my eyes to something that yeah, doesn't I mean, exist. Think about yet, it. We're streaming. We, yeah, we're streaming on demand. As a matter of fact, but and the, there is no royalty stream. There's not, and the, and, the, and I haven't even thought about them. My eyes literally just got big because <laughs> when you click the post button, it says publish. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it says publish podcast. I, uh, what, I, what I have to look at is when you make it a, now. If, now, obviously, if you sell your podcast on iTunes, I don't really know who does that. Does anyone? I don't think anybody's sell? selling it. I mean, people I are selling so ad either. space at the beginning, at the end, right? They're exactly. Doing, but I don't know, you know if anyone sells their podcast like you download a no. like a single. No. I don't know anyone that does that because it kind of defeats the whole structure yeah. of a podcast. But I mean, you got but, product placement stuff. Somebody may have a couple, and that's really where your it. money is made for the most part. Then exactly. when you get to the point you go on a tour and and, and engagements and things like that. But right yeah. now there is there is no there is no streaming income. For that. Yeah, and I'll, there will be. Of course. And I'm, I've been actually, as you know me, I've been looking into that, even to see where I can be a part of that, because uh, it's it's something that's going to take off. Of course. Absolutely. I so. mean, the, the the number of podcasts that are being put out, every new ones weekly now, is getting right. to a critical mass point to where it needs to become monetized. So right. And, yeah. and I can see where it'll be tricky, though. So, but when you look at Spotify, I think it's Spotify, like the pay rate for that, something like point zero zero zero. Seven five. There might be one more zero in there it to could be honest be. with you. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. But at the end of the day, it is about ownership. Mm-hmm. All right. So 
when you're talking about publishing, you're talking about ownership. Now, we were talking about the difference between publishing deal and, and PRO. Performing and rights, as Johnny yeah. said, PRO stands for Performing Rights Organizations. When your song's played in a public medium, you get paid. Yeah. Now, in the United States, we have ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC, mm-hmm. and we account sound exchange as well because they handle the digital realm. Right. And then each country, they have their own PROs. Uh, and typically, if you're joined with one of our PROs, they have a relationship with the PRO in Japan, yeah. UK, Canada, stuff like that. Uh, but it is possible to do deals, um, territorial deals, outside of the United States. But typically, if you're based here in the United States, I mean, there's a there's an actual specific publishing deal that's designed for that too. Sub publishing, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. where the foreign company is like they take twenty twenty five percent, and then the rest of it gets sent over here. Yep. So there are all kinds of ways. I mean, yeah, and then you get into neighboring rights and right. things like that. So as we say these terms, let's, I'm gonna go ahead and say this now. All right, I'm going to turn it to Uncle Stone on y'all. Dude, write them down. <laughs> yeah, as we say these terms, because of the length of our podcast and yeah. stuff, write them down, Google them, and learn them, okay? Exactly. Our job, as we said, we don't necessarily try to give y'all answers per se. Right. That may happen, and that's awesome, but it's the things things to give you guys to think about, to open your mind to, and to help you go to the next level with exactly. it. At the end of the day, there's still some work that needs to be done on your part. Yeah. All right? Now, copyright. What exactly is copyright? Just let's do this real fast. <laughs> Part of it is right there in the copyright. First of all, is a noun. Exactly. It's not a verb. It's not a verb. People always say, "Oh, I gotta go get my song copyrighted." No, no you don't. Mm-hmm. What you're talking about is you want to register for copyright protection. All right, and that's with the government. All right, mm-hmm. so you can go to copyright.gov. Library read. of Congress has the forms on there. There you go. Download it, fill it out, that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. copyright is a noun. Think of it like a deed to a house. There you go. All right. A copyright is a deed to your song, and it's right there. Whoever, or your book. Or your book. Exactly. Yeah. Or any kind of creative any work. Any creative work. Or intellectual property is go. what we're talking about. Right. Are you following us? Take a deep breath. <gasps> All right. <laughs> so, and the definition is right there in the word copyright. Whoever owns the copyright, they own the right to copy. Boom. Now, that's what a copyright is. Now, whoever owns that, they make all the money. Why? Because everyone needs your permission mm-hmm. to do something with the creative work that you created. Yeah. That's why it's important. Or, as music publishers, <laughs> big smile on Stone's face. And, and just to add a little bit of respect to it, <laughs> I'm going to say, as songwriter slash music publisher, because I am okay. a songwriter, <laughs> we get to own not only the works that we create, but other, but other people's works. <laughs> I, I remember when I first learned this about how publishing worked. It's like if you're doing like, what you would call—is it safe to say traditional publishing deal for this like a general? Yeah, yeah, what, yeah, okay. yeah so Let's just say yeah. There's a bunch of different. So let's when just, you say traditional, let's just say co-publishing. Co- okay, we'll do co-publishing. More popular. Yeah. Put it that way. So what you're doing in essence is you're you're signing over the rights of your copyright to the publisher, 100. Yeah. Yes, you is now. They own your work for whatever the term is, and y'all, you know, terms you negotiate that. Yeah, it's the life of the life of the, the life of copyright plus until it goes years. into public eight, plus five plus years. seventy five. Yeah, before and, and when it goes into public domain, then you can do you know a revert where it mm-hmm. reverts back to you, your state, fan, whatever. I don't know. A lot of people know about doing reversion clauses. Yeah, that's because they usually they're not alive. They don't. It, well, <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right, now let's pause with that. See, okay, we might have to do a part two. To this, this might be a part two. It might be a part so two much. because you use the term reversion, so. Which, where you're talking about as far as the life of the copyright is concerned, right. sure. But again, you're looking at the life of the copyright owner. I'm sorry, the last of the last of the, living copyright exactly. owner plus another 75 years. Mm-hmm. But where the term reversion clause typically and popularly is used is in your contract. Now, that right. is something where it can be like 10, 12, 14 years. Exactly, because usually you may have – like the, the publisher, once you sign those rights over – I'm not sure if you did your deals like this – they'll reserve – it's like an NBA and an NFL. They reserve these options on another year of your contract. The publisher does? The publisher, yeah. So like, you may, let's say you do a one-year publishing deal. 
and <laughs> never, but go ahead. <laughs> never, but okay. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, seriously. But, for example, for before example. example, like in that contract, let's say it goes wonderfully. The mm-hmm. publisher reserves the right to exercise an, an additional year on right. that. Right, now those are called options. Options, okay. exactly. Now if it sounds like we're talking real fast because we are talking real fast because we're trying to talk about it's publishing so- in the middle of the 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but the beautiful thing about the podcast is you, you can, can just back. slide yeah. it back and re-listen to it again. <laughs> so no, so you're absolutely right. That is, um, that's, uh, that is the, those are options. Yeah. So let's let's real quick, Johnny. Let's do this. I'm going to do two things okay. for this podcast, and if we feel there needs to be a part two, we'll do a part two. How about okay, that? I'm with it. So let's ty- let's uh, talk about the different types of publishing deals there are. Okay. So right? we, I mentioned the traditional. You brought up the now. Let's co-pub. talk about what traditional is because back in the day, yeah. when 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 publishing deals came about, essentially. A person who had the connections and the resources and stuff like that would take someone's sheet music. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just use different terms. They say put it in the marketplace, get it licensed, get it yeah. used, whatever, and they would give you money for it. But then they would own they would own that copyright. The copyright, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. No royalties earned by the copyright right. uh, creator, but the copyright owner. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so when we say traditional, that's technically what it is. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, when we say traditional. Typically, we're referring to a deal that's called a co-publishing deal. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, one of the type of publishing deals there are is what you call an exclusive songwriter deal. And these types of deals, which aren't very popular and they're not very common anymore, um, essentially you get paid a salary. Right. Right. It's almost being a staff producer for you. It's like being a staff writer. Right. Yeah. So you create the stuff. You're going to get guaranteed money every right. two weeks, whatever your payment schedule is. But that's it. But that's it. Whoever it is your who's paying your salary, they own the copyright to right. the songs. So if that song does nothing, guess what? You got a check and you got exactly. over. But if that song blows up, guess what? You got, you a, got check. a check and you got screwed. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so it all depends on how it works, right? But that's the exclusive songwriting deal. And then yeah. you have single song deals. Yeah. It's just like it sounds. It's where you do a co-publishing agreement right. on one song only. Well, I've actually seen that, and let me know if I'm wrong on or this. Or admin agreement. Well, admin right. agreements are different and too. We're gonna get to that, right? Yeah, admin agreements are almost way different. Um, if it's a single song agreement, you can do a deal where it's like nested agreements under that. So you can almost have a, a co-pub deal. It's like tiered. but it's exactly no, it's absolutely on, it, exactly it does, and it does, and that that a lot of deals, the deals that I'm working on right now are flat out single song. Okay. So we do a deal on that one song, that one song only. And then that's it. Now, obviously, if I feel the relationship is going to grow, maybe I can add that language. And any good attorney is probably going to say, well, you know what? You never know what will happen. So add the language anyway. Mm -hmm. So that's where you get into the And this is generally for like unsigned artists. So like if you got a record deal, this isn't the type of deal. Yeah, because chances are they got you publishing anyway. Exactly. And a lot of times, (laughs) I mean, each deal is catered towards a completely different avenue like one okay. may work for sync stuff which we'll get to in we'll a little bit to. too yep. um and may not exactly work for single song right so being able to, to actually language is the most important thing to differentiate on how it's worded and what works best for the scenario so right now we're saying a whole lot so again we're going to take three seconds to take a deep breath everyone with us one two three in and out 
Okay, moving on. <laughs> so we talked about traditional. We talked about the exclusive. Um, the exclusive. We talked about single song. Yeah. Then we have, because I'm waiting to save Copub at last, then okay. you have like your sub-publishing deals. Now, right. those are the ones where you can do a deal in different territories outside right. of the United States. So you can actually do a publishing deal in Japan. Mm-hmm. So basically, whatever happens in j- j- the Japan territory, you have you get money yeah. for, you get paid for, and you split it with that publisher. Now, underneath, it still kind of works the same way. You're still transferring the copyright to your publisher. Exactly. They're sharing it in a sense with you. with with you whether it's and it's still 50 50 i believe right it, it, that that's negotiable but traditionally, traditionally it's still 50 50 all right yeah. and then what like i said earlier the foreign rights company is going to take theirs off the top which if it's 20 25 i've heard it could be up to 30 percent depending on markets of the royalties of the, of the royalties before they 50 50 50 well no i'm talking about of the percentage that they take from over there before they send their feedback well, to, here, well here's the whole thing well no actually in the sub pub like like when I when I had a situation with Notting Hill, okay, right. Well, actually, not me per se, but I was involved. That one was pr- structured. Like, it was much like it was one hundred percent fifty. Okay, yeah, yeah like okay. the royalties came in, they got their fifty. My got publishing it. company got their fifty. All right, you know what I mean. And that's a whole other thing we're going to get to. Yeah, and it, it, so this is how I'm seeing it. the negotiations can make the numbers look really really weird. So let's say it's a hundred dollars. Okay, and this is how it was from a deal that I've seen happen before. The foreign company mm-hmm. took seventy five dollars off the top, mm-hmm. and then or took twenty five dollars off the top. The $75 that was sent back to the publishing company here, that $75 was split 50-50 after the foreign fee. That's what I saw Oh, oh you said, oh, you mean the foreign, co- the, the collection fee? Exactly. Oh, okay, well. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Gosh. I don't want to skip steps. So here's no, you, you, you don't have to, but part of that is going to be in the deal of, of if they're administrating. Right. Which more... Often than not, they will be. Right? They are yeah. because you don't have the resource or the what do you call it, the uh, structure, or whatever, to collect over exactly. there. And yes, there are some uh, foreign foreign companies where they have an, an admin fee on top of that. All right, but a lot of times it is a straight fifty fifty. Okay, so then we have what you call admin deals. Now, mm-hmm. an admin deal is short for administration deal, and essentially. That's where because you don't have the uh, the structure. I don't know why I can't think of this doggone word today. The I wish I could help you because I don't know what you're reaching for. Either way, it's structure. Structure works, yeah. But because you don't have the structure to collect your own stuff or whatever, this is when you get with a company and they agree to collect your royalties for you, and um, you know throughout all the territories and pay you. Now there. To do so, they would typically typically take a lesser percentage, yeah. and that can go anywhere from fifteen to twenty, even up to twenty five percent, for them to do those services. The higher the percentage, though, once you're getting up to maybe twenty and twenty five percent, there should be something in your agreement where they're also going to offer some creative services. Yeah. All right, and that's where they actually kind of help you shop them a bit. They're not really committing to that, but they, you know, if there's an opportunity, they'll kind of help put your stuff out there in the marketplace and stuff yeah. like that. And, of course, needless to say, handle the paperwork for you, the registrations and all that kind of stuff. So that's an admin deal. Basically, they're focusing on all the administrative uh, side of things where your copyright is concerned. Mm-hmm. And then the big kahuna of it all, the current traditional type of deal is now called the co-publishing, co-publishing deal. Yeah. And this is the part where a lot of people get confused. So I'm going to break it down to you like this. Don't, a lot of times people say, well, think of 200%. No, I can't do that only because like no a podcast or two podcasts ago, we yeah. just said there's no yeah, such thing as 200%. So I got to try to stay consistent. Yeah. But this is what I want you to do. Uh, this is the one time in, in business or in life when it's okay to be to have multiple personality disorder. Mm-hmm. All right. Because as a songwriter, you are actually two entities. I want you to think of yourself 
as two people. You are a songwriter and you are a music publisher. Yeah. All right. So you are two in one. All right. It's kind of like when I was dating. They always got two in one. They got hero and lover. You Which know what one I mean? was, was in Miami in 1996? Yeah, the, the hero wasn't born thing. yet. Okay. So that was. <laughs> so, uh, so think of yourself as two entities. All right. You are a songwriter and you are a publisher. Mm-hmm. In a co publishing deal, yourself as a publisher is doing the deal with the publishing company. Mm. All right. So, this is what I want you to do if you're listening to me. I want you to take your hand, hold it up, palm facing you. All right. Make a fist. Now, I want you to put up your index finger. Now, I want you to put up your middle finger. <laughs> and I want you to, no, put your index finger back up. All right. Thank you. Now, put them right next to each other so that they're attached. So it looks like you got a Twix bar on your hand. Okay. Now, that's you. Two fingers together. They look like one finger, but they're two fingers, right? That's mm-hmm. you. Your index finger. Go ahead and wiggle your index finger. Index finger. That's you as a songwriter. Your middle finger. Wiggle your middle finger. That's you as a publisher. Now, look, put your index finger back up. Stop playing. All right? We're trying to teach you something here. Dude, grow up. Man, yeah, it's them. It's them. I know you're doing it. All right, so now, that represents 100% of you, right? Or 100% of the song. When you do a co-publishing deal, now mm-hmm. I want you to split the fingers apart. There you go. The index finger is going to stay there. The middle finger is going to go over here and do a deal. Hold up your index finger on your left hand. Uh-huh. Do a deal with the publishing company over there. All right, so you should have three fingers up. Index finger on your right hand. Middle finger on your left on your right hand, separated. Mm-hmm. Index finger on your left hand joined to the middle finger on your right hand. You see that? That's how it looks. I have a so question. So I'm going to say this real slow. Yeah, and right? then I got a question. The index finger on your right hand uh-huh. is you as a songwriter. The middle finger on your right hand, separated, is you, the publisher. The index finger on your left hand, which should be touching the middle finger on your right hand. The index finger on your left hand is the publishing company like Sony or something like that. Mm-hmm. All right, so you see how that works? So that's how a co-publishing deal works. And when the money comes in... There are two checks that are written from your PRO and from your publishing company. There's a check that goes to the index finger, mm-hmm. which is, let's just use Johnny Vaughn. Sure. And then there's a check that goes to the middle finger, which is Johnny Vaughn Music. Mm-hmm. And then Johnny Vaughn Music takes that check and it's split with the index finger on the left hand, right. Sony Music Publishing. So if you're still lost, rewind, follow the instructions again, yeah. and that'll help you understand how a co-publishing deal and ownership works and we'll get into this question i have part. might be dangerous and this might be part of part two because okay. i've always i've There's always definitely going to be a part two i've always been slightly confused i'll go this. ahead and look forward to that so <laughs> in in a lot of these deals i don't know how common this are step deals still common well the step deal that's kind of what well, some of the tier deal that right. fell under the single song that and then it about. would convert to a copa exactly. deal exactly. so in those situations where we're talking about how the checks are written mm-hmm. are there still advances that are paid out that are recoupable by the publishing company on a step deal or just on, on a co-publishing on a co-publishing deal absolutely. But so how does that get this? So let's say you sign a step deal mm-hmm. for like a, a tier deal when you're in a, mm-hmm. a single song, and then you get signed, and then it becomes a co-publishing deal because now you have right Johnny Vaughn and then Johnny Vaughn music. Right. What happens with recoupables? Are they still recoupable at that point, or does the deal get restructured and a percentage just changes? How well, you know happen? what? To be honest with you. Eh. One, I'll, let me go ahead and write out the front and say I've never done a step deal myself. Okay. Personally. 
Um, but understanding how the contracts work and the languages work, typically once the contract enters into the new phase or the new arrangement, that new arrangement then supersedes, supersedes the, previous. Okay. the previous one. So if there is a percentage structure change, the new percentage structure takes over. Okay. Everything is still recoupable regardless. Regardless, right. Regardless. The percentage change is all I'm concerned right. about, whether they change it based off of what's recoupable or not, right. or do they just structure it based off and of you can try it because And because every contract is negotiable, right. doesn't mean you'll get what you want. But they're negotiable. Mm-hmm. Your attorney could say, "Well, no, no, no. Even when it, you know, even when the step deal changes over to a co-pub deal, then the percentage needs to stay the same for the first, and then it'll convert." That's a headache to even track and all that kind of stuff. So chances are, our publisher will probably never do that. So, but yeah, but usually, traditionally, and everything we're saying is traditionally, yeah. If the, if it does happen, then the next phase of the deal then supersedes. Whatever it is it transferred from. Got it. All this right. is definitely going to be a part two. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a part two. So I tell you what, this is what we're going to do. We are going to go ahead and move on to our Spotlight Creative Artist of the Month. That's right. And uh, this month, that is Angie. Angie Irons. Angie Irons. Now, y'all have heard us say her name. <laughs> Her name about 50,000 times, and you know what? We're going to say it 50,000 more, so get used to it because Silent, we love ourselves some Angie. Silent member of the podcast. But a little bit about Angie, though. we uh, I know Angie from my days at Sony ATV. Um, like I said, there was a guy there, Mac McKissack. He had a, a company, Groundbreaking Music, had a joint venture with Sony. So I wanted to sign – no, I wanted to. I signed Angie to Sony through Groundbreaking Music, and uh, she's worked with – you know, some of the best of them from your Mark and Tricky Stewart's to just everybody. But mm-hmm. she's uh, amazing, not just as a writer, but even as a vocalist. Beautiful woman, beautiful personality, you know, inside and out. So I just became a fan, and, and thankfully we became friends. Mm-hmm. And we have been friends since literally 2000. I feel like I'm friends with her vicariously. Actually, me. longer than that, because I actually met her through some other producers. Before? Before. Oh, okay. I, I had just gotten the job at Sony, and I met her through some other. So we've been friends since like 99, 2000, like that. So over like, what, 20 years? That's awesome. Go, now, one quick note I do want to say about the song is that it is totally acapella. Every sound you're hearing is completely human voice, Angie's voice. Okay. Why I'm doing my hands like Donald Trump. I don't know. I think it's going to be the best song ever that you hear. It's, it's the greatest song in the world. Trust me, I know songs, and this song is going to be amazing. So, with no further ado. This is Spotlight. 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 This month's Spotlight creative artist is, is Angie G. with Tattoo of a Lily. I think I want a tattoo of a lily. Lilies never worry. Standing in their beauty They do, they do I, I think I want a tattoo of a lily yeah. lilies never worry They just standing in their beauty And know that everything's gonna be alright Alright, alright, alright And know that everything's gonna be alright Darkness quit calling I just want to stand a chance I don't want to fall I don't want to fall I don't want to fall Like September I just need a way I just need a way I just need a way So I 
Right out of bed if you said Angie. That was good. I'm sorry, Angie. Right now she's so mad at me. She's right mad now. at you. Uh-oh. Sorry, Angie. No disrespect, Eddie. <laughs> Look, y'all please go make sure you follow her on Instagram. It is Angie Music. Listen carefully. A N N G Music. All right. N G Music. That's our spot life artist of the month. Yeah, man. And make sure you follow us. That's right. You can follow me on Instagram as well. I am Stone007. You already know right now it's 007. I need y'all to find whoever has them zeros. Well, no, because I can be arrested for like inciting <laughs> a hit or something like that. If you know whoever has Stone 007, politely. can you please ask them to come up off it? <laughs> but anyway, I'm Stone 007, letter O, letter O7. On Twitter, I'm Stone 007. I'm just Johnny Vaughn everywhere, J-U-S-T-J-O-N-Y-V-A-N. And make sure you follow the podcast. We are Life On Podcast. And if you're on Facebook... Or Twitter, rather, put an underscore under that Life on Podcast. This is a horrible plug, but y'all know what it is. You know how to follow us. <laughs> y'all have an amazing week. Peace. Peace.